0: Hey guys, have you heard about Anchor? It's a blessed place to start your podcast journey from. So, in case you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain and give give you give you guys more information about Anchor. It's free. There's, a, there's creation tools that allow you to record an, and edit your podcast right from your phone or or computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more such prominent platforms. We we as podcasters can also make money from our podcast with minimum uh, listenership. You don't need to build a huge listener base to make money out of a podcast. And simply put, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in just one place or in one platform. And most importantly, I would urge everyone listening to Cricket Unplugged to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That is anchor, ancho to get started on your podcasting journey. Thank you. Hello all, welcome to yet another episode of Cricket Unplugged. This is your host Raghav. This is a special episode compared to the ones you had done earlier because we have a very special guest, my brother Varun, on the show. So he was a cricket fanatic, just like me and Surajar. And then over time, there is a certain distance that has been created with the game, as far as he is concerned. But still, he follows the game, and uh, it's more from a personal perspective. He is the one who introduced me to the game. I started playing the game. Looking at him. So, part of, a large part of who I am now, as an analyst and a fanatic, is is, a, is a due to him. So, I, I wanted to get his views on the game when he was a fanatic and what has changed over time and overall get to know more about him and his views on the game. So, welcome, Varun, to the podcast. Hey, so, thanks a, a lot. I'm glad to be here. Uh, so... Let's get started. So I think from my recollection, the first uh, big tournament or big uh, event in your life which converted you to a cricket fanatic was the 1996 Cricket World Cup in India. So I just wanted to i because I am from a generation where probably in 99 World Cup, the Australian dominance. Mm. Or the semi-final, to be precise, the which is considered the match of the ODM match, best ever ODM match till date. Of course. So those kind of memories made me a fanatic yeah. and a freak, and uh, probably a 2001 India Australia series, yeah. epic series, which stays in everyone's mind mm. even now. But just curious to know from your vantage or your point of view. Why that tournament is so special to you and are there any specific games, players mm-hmm. that are still, it's in your mind, like yeah. even, even now? Yeah, so that tournament was, I mean, so very big deal for people um, of my age, let us say, right? Uh, so 90s kids, so I was 10 years old when the World Cup came around, 9 or 10. And uh, I mean, I had just moved back to India from the US, like, you know a few years before that and I hadn't really gotten that much into the game. Um, so I used to play a little bit with friends on the street, etc. But I don't really remember watching any game before that at all. Mm-hmm. Actually just one series I remember watching bits and pieces of before that was the England tour. Mm-hmm. So the Dravid and Ganguly made their debut. debut. Right. Um, so I remember watching that on, somebody's, uh, on the TV at somebody's uh, place, uh, but I don't remember much. But the World Cup of 96 was an event that took us all. I mean, so, I mean, uh, so you must have heard the 81 All Out podcast with Siddhartha Vaidyanathan, Saman Subramanian as well, right? So yeah. they were talking about this as well. Um, and it is just, you couldn't escape that, mm. that event, wherever you go, everybody was talking about it. Mm. And I mean, the way I remember that is that, I mean, so we watch a lot of sports and I watch some tennis. I watch a bit of this and a bit of that, but it's always, I mean, so with a bit of a distance, what mm. makes you a passionate follower of a sport where it becomes integral to your, I mean, your mood and the way you, I mean, uh, so it becomes an integral part of who you are. Oh, I mean, yeah, so right. I think you need to have that moment where you have some sort of an emotional high, high. or a low. Mm. True, true, true. So it should hit you in the gut. Mm. Um, some moment like that, which sort of, shakes you up and makes you realize that this is more than just a sport. Mm. And for me, the '96 World Cup semi-final was that. Um, so I remember very clearly, we were coming back from school. Um, I mean, so we had a games period, sport period or something, mm. when the game started, so a day and night match, right? Night so night, yeah. what, it uh, must have started around 2.30. So right. I think the last period of the day, that day, was games. And I mean, we were not really, I mean, so we just want to get back home quickly and watch the semi-final. And I remember going and talking to the security guard of our schools oh, um, so in Bangalore yeah. and he was listening to the game on his on the radio or radio. something like that and I remember he told me that it's one for one and one for two or something like that right yeah. two yeah. wickets no. in the first over no, we, we went mad I remember running around in <laughs> circles on the field just high fying everybody and all that um, and then we came back home in the share auto mm. and it was just a very uh, no, I I mean, it. great no, experience no, I, remember. No. I remember and then the guy came Arvindar De Silva no. came his bat looks—I mean, so used to look so huge Use. and broad each time you right. looked at it—and um, then the whole thing over the second innings and what happened after Tendulkar yeah, fell definitely. and one wicket after the other, and that whole moment of Vinod crying. i mean, I mean—so we all know yeah. exactly what happened, but that it was a—I mean, even for someone who was not really a passionate fan at that point, it felt like a very personal loss, and that's when I realized time. that this is personal. So since then, mm-hmm. it became personal. And after that, of course, there were various games and various moments. And I think one other, I mean, so I don't want to go into too much detail about particular games or players in the 96 World Cup. Of course, the Sri Lankan team and so on is always there. And Sachin was a big figure big in that big World big Cup. Big, very big mm-hmm. um, But that was that tournament that, so the way I felt when we lost in the semifinals um, was what made me realize that cricket is going to be <laughs> meaning a lot big to bigger. me. Uh, going forward. And the only other moment that, um, I mean, so the best moment or the best day of cricket, of course, came five days later, 2001. So the Eden Gardens day where Dravid and Lakshman batted the whole day. The whole day mm-hmm. um, and that sort of kick-started my phase two of fanaticism with the game. game uh-huh. um, uh, so when I became a passionate follower of that particular Indian team of Sora Ganguly, uh-huh. I mean, uh, so you will recall.
1: Very so under uh, Sourav Ganguly's captaincy, I did, I did, well.
0: that particular Indian team. So for the next five six years, I was like a, uh, yeah, I mean, so I was like a nutcase. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch every ball, I would watch every practice game, and so mm. on, because I was a passionate follower. Yeah, but anyway, ninety six mm. World yeah, Cup couple, was what really made me a cricket follower because of that. Yeah, semifinal. interesting because it's mm. I also can very much relate to you because ninety nine. Mm. World Cup, I don't remember watching it much yeah. live when I was small, but I recollect I remember Sachin Tendulkar going back home after uh, his father's then coming back the next day on the Kenya match yeah. to hit 100 against Kenya. Ganguly and Dravid's mammoth 300-run part- participant, Ganguly hit his highest score of 183 Correct. against Sri Lanka, and then the best ODM match till date, the semi-final. Right. So, a lot of memories. So, that tournament fixed my and then the 2001 series, 2001 series. Is series exactly, that is a turning point for many people Yeah. in our our generations so I can completely get it when you are involved in it yeah. mostly I think it's tough to look at it as just 22 players playing on the field yeah, yeah. with some fans watching the stadium yeah. so it's much more than yeah. that and on that note right I mean so we were talking about coming back and finding the score and then coming back home and looking at what happened in the game and all that. So that's something that I think now kids will know the score always because exactly. they have they their have phones phone and WhatsApp and they would have, have, uh, yes, have the Cricket Info app as well. And I don't want to sound like again, the, I mean, talking about past generation or this generation <laughs> because it's not too far back in the future. Actually, it is 20 years. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> but 2001, I remember very clearly. So, uh, so our friend Bharatwaj, of course. Um, mm. Uh, so very close friend of mine. He's a, or he was a huge fan of the Australian, Australian cricket team, and that was a fantastic Australian cricket team to be a fan of for sure. Mm. Um, and so they won the first test match, um, and then we went into that particular day. Uh, so Lakshman and Dravid were batting overnight and I was pretty glum and we just went yeah, in because India and we had no way of finding months. the score yeah. at that time. I mean, I mean, you go to school, you, I you mean, don't even know what's happening and then you come back and turn on the TV. True, true, so we true. came back in the evening and I remember turning on the TV and Ricky Ponting was bowling. So I remember this very clearly. <laughs> so we should go back and check if it's really true. I think Ricky yeah. Ponting so might Ricky have balled a few did overs. ball more than 10 overs i think Yeah. So, yeah. so I think everybody except the keeper balled. Yeah, true. Um, even Langer. Chipped in with his yeah. uh, office, I think, in that game. So was, yeah. <laughs> Slater also <laughs> made a ball yeah, a couple Slater, of them. Yeah, Ricky Ponting was with the ball and I wonder what the hell happened and I saw the score and it's still the same number of... Uh, yeah. I mean, and still then, Ravid and Lakshman batting. I 300 and I 400, I remember. 400, I guess. So, for level. like a... 10 seconds, I was just um, frozen. I didn't know, I mean, so what the hell is happening? Is it <laughs> even... I mean, so am I hallucinating or what's happening? And then came the surge of Joy that oh Joy. my god! I mean, so this it's is, a big, yeah. huge, huge, and then the next day we went actually went through and sort of won that won match that and then night. went to Chennai and pulled it over. And that, I mean, of course, was a great, uh, yeah. I mean, so that's a great Ooh. test series. I think the Ashes series of 2005 comes right. close, but I think, I mean, for me personally, Personal, doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so just to so build on that, so now we are seeing a, a resurgence of T20 cricket, yeah across the globe and yeah. this is something which one me and Suraj have discussed in detail in one of our earlier podcasts where we like are are we the order one out the yeah. purest who believe that test cricket is the best format or why is test cricket the purest form and the most liked form. Like even when you started off the podcast you said you still follow Cricket and mainly test cricket. So, yeah. why is it that? Because we have our own reasons. But when you look at the popularity mm. and the importance given by cricket boards like BCCA, etc., their priority is to host the IPL even during the pandemic. No? Yeah. They are not bothered about any test series or any fill- filler series. Yeah, They just want IPL, and you can understand from uh, revenue generating or cash. Hmm. perspective. Yes, hmm. it makes sense. But hmm. why is this cricket or why was it, it I don't want to use that word. But why was it so big earlier? And what has changed No. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so you go, going back to your question about as a purist, etc. So I don't know whether it's about making a value call about test being better, etc. I mean, so uh, that's a different statement because I I mean, if you think back to it, some of the IPL games, yes, it's very one-sided, I mean, so in the sense, batsmen dominate mm. and so on, but you get some fantastic close games. So the one day, I mean, so last World Cup yeah. final, yeah. can you get a game like that? I yeah, mean, right. so yeah. it's not about making a value oh, um, yeah. statement at exactly this point. Exactly, format was his format. Yeah, it's but it's more movie. about liking. I mean, I do agree that it's hard to... Put in words, but let me try. I, I think it is about, I mean, when you watch a full good day of test match cricket, the satisfied feeling that you get, I don't know, I think it's hard to replicate. And especially if it, I mean, so when you have a good bowling attack, so I am I mean, it's a very particular, I mean, if you have a flat pitch with a bad bowling attack, it's nothing, not anywhere, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's proactive. like it can be torture to watch a day of test yeah, yeah. match cricket. But I'm saying if it is, mm-hmm. if you have a quality bowling attack that is sort of let loose, um, some solid batsmen who are trying to tackle that um, I think the I mean so you do feel that I mean when you watch a good game of test cricket that players are really free to express themselves at the best of their abilities ballers are not um, don't have to stop balling after four overs or whatever mm. you really feel that you are seeing a contest which is top notch yes um, yes yes um, and the, just the nature of a test match, right? I mean, so it's not just about what happens during the play. It's about the uh, the pre and the post, right? So you go, I mean, you have a full day's play. It stops at a particular point, And then you sort of think about it all evening, all night. You wonder what's going now to happen tomorrow, etc. So you wake up in the morning. You look mm-hmm. at the pitch report. I mean, so you look to see whether there was any overnight rain, whatever. And then... So they come afresh, but you already have the history of what happened yesterday, yesterday and yeah. they have to again start afresh, building one session over another the session. Same. And a lot of times these games go back and forth. Mm. Um, so you have a team that slowly claws its Claw way back to, into the game, which week. happens over time. So it becomes a part of your entire week, week. and yeah. it yeah. Um, it's very immersive. I mean, mm. and while. T20s can be immersive as well. I think the very fact that there are so many of them, I mean, sorry, IPL, because, I mean, there are so many games happening every day. While there might be some top-class cricket there as well, it is just the amount of games, the noise, and I think it's just a matter of also personal inclination. It's extremely uh, noisy and colourful and that sort of thing, which is fine, but, um, I I mean, I was watching a great day of test match cricket so nothing more satisfying than that i think I just that agree yeah. yeah so just uh sits in nicely right i mean sort of yeah, i also mm. can completely understand i, I was almost transported into a day f- five yeah. or the fifth day of a test match as you are you are, you are describing it because for people who have very short Attention span. Yeah. even they were glued on to the heading retest test. Yeah. Most recently. But that is test cricket. That is cricket, I would say, at, at, at its best. Not I end. don't know. I mean, so we have to look realistically. I don't know whether uh, 20 years from now, people will be watching it. Uh, I don't know. And I'd like I'm to hear your God. thoughts on that. I don't know. Because, I mean, we keep saying that, yes, we need to do a test championship and... And all of that we've been saying. So I remember uh, I've been reading articles about the fact that we need to have a test championship so that it each game maybe. has yes. a context yes. and those True. sort of things, right? And you're building towards something larger so that we can attract the next generation of watchers mm-hmm. and so on. But uh, I mean, we've been hearing the 15 years we still don't. I mean, we have it now, but at the it's, end of two years somebody gets a somebody gets a trophy. Trophy. Now trophy. I think there is talk of having a. Finals of the world championship yeah, at Lord's. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, so post COVID, uh, all yeah. that. But um, I don't know, I don't know whether people will be willing or to invest so much of their time in watching a game sort of build up over time. So I'll tell you one more reason why I, um, I mean, so I love Test Match cricket, multiple reasons, but um, in school and college, high school particularly, hmm. I would. Um, All my studies, I mean, and you know this, whether it's for my 10th board or 12th board or whatever it is, would be while watching cricket. True, true. (laughs) And uh, some match on. Yeah. yeah. So, TV will be on at the game, (laughs) And I would have my book and I would just be looking at that and the game. Uh, I don't think that is doable with T20. (laughs) To be honest, because it is so concentrated... There's I obtain action. Each ball. And indeed, there's so indeed. much happening, there's so much noise, and so much energy, and I mean whatever happening each ball. So I think it was just part of my growing up. I mean, so when I would start the day early in the morning, watch the pitch report, what I mean, watch all the pre-game analysis with Harsha Bogle, etc. And then the first ball starts, and then the whole day's play, and then watch the post game analysis. I would watch the whole thing mm. with the book open. And in that eight hour period, I would probably get like 2 or 3 hours of studying done which is still good because <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I got something done to the the day. So it is just I mean so it is part of a, I mean it's a lifestyle thing and I don't think the lifestyle even now let alone 20 years from now is very conducive to this. So yeah. I'm happy to be proven wrong but I think it's over man. No <laughs> I don't necessarily agree it's over but I yeah. definitely think I uh, didn't want to put it that way so I just came no, out I saying, think yeah. it is I hope very its much, of, yeah, very yeah. much the last priority whenever anyone anyone in power yeah when it comes to uh, them because they are not it's not attractive but again yeah. it all boils down to the quality of your domestic circuit when you look at India's mm-hmm. Sanji trophy as well this is been doing pretty well but mm-hmm. if you look at England's county cricket Sheffield seed in Australia the last three four years yeah. Quality of cricket has been pretty, pretty poor. And no, is it the, even in Australia, it's been low, yes? In Australia, it's been low. The people who are succeeded are the ones who are big shots in the Big Bash. So clearly the, the youngsters' mentality and drive and rather even aspiration is to play for IPL team or a Big Bash team yeah. or a NatWest T20 Plus yeah. team rather than play for England, Correct. Australia, India. That may be a offshoot. Yeah. if they get picked for a country i think they'll be happy but uh, and from the I player's perspective you can't blame them for doing that right true, i mean, for taking more choice uh, prominence yeah more, more money. prominence there is i mean more opportunity right i mean so you play a test match uh, i mean so if you're part of the test match team so if you're somebody like a pujara who's mm-hmm. only part of the test match team and not part of yeah, anything yeah. else so the number of, of games side, he gets to play in a year is less plus he's at out the of highest level side out of mind kind of thing many people don't, don't know him much that's true. It's a, and the money is also less. It has yeah, to so come yeah. from all ways, in my opinion, in my personal opinion. Administrators, players, as well, it's very promising and almost uh, heartwarming for people like me to see Virat Kohli k- coming out, open and endorsing test cricket and saying how five matches, five-day cricket, because there are talks of test cricket being condensed to a four-day game, will yeah. attract more people. Yeah. So that's not going. That's not going to. I right, anybody. And Kohli that way has been a good ambassador for Test fans cricket. I mean, yeah. he plays it aggressively. At the same time, he plays it with. I mean, so with. I mean, he's so at the Koli, top of the game right even now. You know, Bumrah yeah. for a matter, he has yeah, come exactly. out, and so yeah. the Test cricket has made him what he is now. So hopefully that. But the fact is, that, uh, last year I remember. I mean, so the series that we played in India. Um, I mean, we played to pretty empty Ste- stance. Ste- Ste- so it is yes yes. Uh, so nice. that is, that is he nice. might prioritize it and he might want to. True. I mean, uh, make India the best test team in the world, etc. But the people and I mean, so that goes into a different topic of whether they were playing in the right grounds in the first place, right? Yeah, I mean, playing in a Bangalore or Chennai or a, a Kolkata, I'm sure you would have had a much more, run, much more, yeah. maybe not full sense but at least fifty percent. There are two sides. Here. To yeah. that argument like all arguments I think yeah. but anyway so yeah I'll not sidetrack the yeah. conversation yeah hmm. so and then let's go back again so what mm-hmm. I came to know recently actually when one in one of our other discussions were how you were you seem to be attracted to the less fancy players yeah so you mentioned names like Dominic Cog Graham yeah, yeah and yeah. to extent in recent England teams like uh, Alyssa Cook if so I'm playing, Plunkett. Liam Plunkett. Liam Plunkett. for some reason. So, yeah. for <laughs> like the players who get the job done on most occasions, maybe, but who don't look great on screen. So, so is that any special fondness for such players or the what, what attracts them? Because, in my opinion, I in that England team. I didn't like anybody. And no, it's so not about... Yeah. So that's an interesting me, question, so. actually. I mean, I didn't expect that. I think um, it's not about the fact that I pick players who don't look good on screen. So, in fact, I actually like, uh, I mean, the players with a bit of flair and and elegance. Uh, but it's just that, I mean, you are right that I generally tend to support a bit of the underdogs. And it's not just about cricket. I think um, so, uh, so if it goes to books. Hmm. or even movies, um, I will not be, a, um, I will root for the second-rung person <laughs> or the underdog, right? I'm, I'm trying to think of good examples of that, but it, it happens across the board, right? If you go to, let's say, uh, uh, so the Harry Potter series that I used to read as a teenager, hmm. I was not a big fan of Harry, but of Ron, who was the second? Second, uh, was okay, the right hand um, man or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I do, do like a lot of cricketers for various reasons. Um, Dominic Cork and all that, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm just trying to recall what was it about him that I like. Yeah, but that England team actually, Darren Goff was somebody who I loved. Yeah. Uh, I and think I think he still has. I modeled, yeah, yeah. I mean, so at that age, we are all, I mean, uh, the Indian kids that time. I mean, so we watch anything, and you want to copy the okay, action. Yeah, so we okay. had different stances each day, different bowling actions each day. Yeah. <laughs> but at some point, I watched Darren Goff's action. I, I still think one of the best clean yeah. actions. Absolutely really good side on for outswing, perfect, and he gets those Yorkers. yorkers in. And Beautiful, and clean, yeah. repeatable, yeah, cool. no nonsense action. Beautiful to watch, um, and. Graham Thorpe, he was, a, he was a fighter, I like people like Mark Ramprakash, I'm not so very talking about England so much, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah but no, I think because that, that team, that era of Indian cricket, late 90s, were people who are like Nasser and Nasser. And it's and not just England, it's also, fighters and it's India as well. And I think in general, uh, India of the 90s or our mentality uh, was, we were always seen as a bit of underdogs who were fighting, right? Subdued. Yeah, exactly.
1: Not a strong you,
0: team, neither was it weak. Like a yeah, but we were get athletes. bullied by everybody and we had to fight back fight was the uh, sort of impression we had. And I sort of carried that over into everything. Like, uh, oh, I mean, so we need to yeah, the, show yeah. those big guys over. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, I mean, so you play against Pakistan, they had these flamboyant fastballers. Uh, you play against Australia and they had these aggressive players who would come and sledge you and they had some of the best players around at the time. Um, and you always felt that we had to fight and scrap, and we had to. I mean, so we were. We felt like underdogs, so especially when we were traveling. It's very different to the Indian team now, right? I mean, if I was a 12, 13 year old who's in the team now and watching Kohli and his team, the aggression on the field and the sort of dominant attitude that they have, right? And we are often bullies. I often now, when I look at the Indian team, I feel simply for the other team. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel that we are pushing it too far in being aggressive sometimes. Um, well, uh, That was never the case in the nineties and the early two thousands, right? Because we were always seen as this calm submissive guys No, were there, there was the aggression which sorrow sorrow only bought. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. which is why. Passion and aggression and s- came from there. But uh, sorrow was a big change there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but going back to why I like these sort of alternate play, I don't know, it is just the way I am, I think. I also like the greats. I would love to watch a Vaseem or a Shane Vaughan or a Sachin, of course, or a Dravid, Lara, etc. But um, I also would like let's say Dinesh Karthik Mm. and and root for him to get back into the Indian team. Um, Stuff like that. Right? Uh, And there will always be something about the player that I really connect with. It might be the game or it might be something about that person No, right. exactly it's a personality it's not only about, it's not only about the game exactly. and somehow you feel that you I mean want that person to do well because you find some connect I mean at some level and you really want that person to do well and you back that person and you really feel down when that person fails and gets dropped etc mm-hmm. and you feel sort of personally yeah, can um, get, yeah. yeah personally validated when that person does well and you feel happy <laughs> and you and it's almost as though you have a part to play in that person. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think it's also because, I mean, as I'm talking, I realize, I mean, so, f- for a genius or a great player, they don't need you to help them do better. I mean, they so... Know, correct. They but, know but then better. you have this true, almost, true. I mean, not almost, it's a irrational sort of feeling that you can contribute to making a person play better. I mean, so I don't know whether you felt this. I mean, so... When I was in for the some peak, place, I peak of my following of cricket, I would feel that I needed to watch with a certain intensity for India to win. <laughs> it's, it's almost like though I'm playing for India as well. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't really take a break and I would sit there and I would watch. And I mean, if I let my mind wander too much, I would... And a wicket falls. And usually that happens. And I will sort of... Um, uh, let my but, mind wander I'll do something and I come back and the wicket is lost and I'm like oh my god it's because of you that uh, because you, wicked, you right? moved out of the seat and and- <laughs> so with the Sachin yeah. and all that you know that he's a genius and yeah. he has billions of other people who are others who are him wearing, wearing his and legacy. he doesn't need your help to do well yeah. right? but you have this irrational feeling that if it is somebody let's say uh, let me take another example um, that team uh, yeah whatever or... um, um, so yeah so let's say you take somebody else who's um who you want to do well but is not yet of that level or whatever um, and you, you want and you feel that I mean if you can do anything to help that person and to align the stars alignment. and the energies in the right direction etc. so yeah, it's that it's person does well then you feel happy. Continues happen as a role. Uh. yeah I think, uh, so Patan for example, so you, uh, I mean, so you're a big fan of Irfan Patan. And when he was dropped, I think you took it very personally. (laughs) So it's it's almost as though you were dropped. Kind of, I I completely understand, especially with Irfan Patan.